if you got it, w w w watch it. I mean, if you got it, why not just watch it? And welcome to the 30th episode of If You Got It, Watch It. I'm Kayla, your host this week, and uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and need you to introduce yourself. That would be, uh, that would be great. I'm, I'm Tony. Thank you. Uh, Rachel is gone this week and has taken a little break, so you're stuck with us for the unforeseeable future, so get used to it. Mm-hmm. We're just a couple of no-talent ass clowns who love movies and decided to make a podcast about them. Our hope is that when you listen to this, you feel like you're sitting around with your friends reminiscing about your favorite movies, and maybe you'll learn something new about them in the meantime. In case you're new here, I'll catch you up. Each week, we'll take turns randomly selecting DVDs and Blu-rays from the hundreds on our shelves and share important details and interesting facts, as well as recite our favorite lines and discuss parts that just didn't hold up. If you like what you hear, please make sure to rate us on your listening platform. That way we know if you're enjoying what we're doing, and if not, leave a comment letting us know what we can do to make this the best possible podcast. Also make sure you follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, and if you're really enjoying this, share the podcast with your fellow movie-loving friends. All right, it's time to put on your flair, grab your red staplers, and throw on the gangster rap as we review this cult classic from the last year of the 20th century office space. Office Space, it was released February 19th of 1999. It is rated R, running an hour and 29 minutes. Sweet. That's our favorite mm -hmm. spot. It is written and directed by Mike Judge, who, in case you were living under a rock or non-existent in the 90s, he created Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. Right on. I guess that because of this, the whole crew and cast would always be bugging Mike to do impersonations of Butthead and Boomhauer and Hank Hill because he voiced those on the show. Okay. So they just they'd have him sitting around mm -hmm. and Boomhauer. Did he ever do any of his... Because he's in the movie... Right, yes. you you pointed that out when we were watching it. Did he do any of those voices like just for fun while they were going through the movie? Not that I saw. It. They didn't have any bloopers, but okay, they did have some beside behind the scenes footage, and he did not. Because I could just see him whipping out a like a Beavis or a Butthead or whatever Shut he was, Beavis. and, and uh, <laughs> while Jennifer Aniston's trying to talk about her flair. So a little bit of irony. They say that the success of "There's Something About Mary." allowed this movie to be made because 20th, 20th Century Fox wanted a big, broad comedy after the success of Something About Mary. Really? And they thought that the shorts, which is what this movie is based off of, um, Mike Judge's shorts, uh, Milton, which I'll talk a little bit about later, they thought was that was the perfect concept for the movie. So sure. this movie might not have been made if it hadn't been for our last one. Right on. I thought that was pretty ironic. Yeah, and that came out in 98, and this came out in 99, yep. so back to back. Well, yeah, like we talked about, it was wildly successful, yeah. so they were trying to ride that high as long as they could. Absolutely. The movie stars Ron Livingston as Peter Gibbons, Jennifer Aniston as Joanna, Stephen Root as Milton, 
Gary Cole as Bill Lumberg, David Herman as Michael Bolton, Ajay Naidu as Samir Nahinanajar, and John C. McGinley as Bob Slidell. And yes, I practiced that name a lot. Oh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> the movie had a budget of $10 million and a box office gross of $12.2 million. Really? It was a I mean, box office it made flop. money. Judge said that an ex- executive told him, of course it didn't do well. Nobody wants to see your little movie about ordinary people and their boring little lives. Needless to say, it uh, it became a huge cult classic and has say. sold a lot of money's worth in DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah. And it had an extended contract with Comedy Central, oh, So, okay. which if you've watched Comedy Central in the last 20 years, mm-hmm. you knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I, I guess I get that where it's, I just came from my crappy job, but at least, but it's relatable. So you'd think that people would find the humor in that. Right. It just depends on what you're expecting. If you're expecting a something Some, about yeah. Mary in your face, outlandish, wild comedy, you're not really going to get that. No, this is more of a subtle, dry humor where it's just like, we all know somebody like that. Right. That we work with. It's the relatableness yeah. that makes it. Right. Right. <laughs> it was filmed in Austin and Dallas, Texas. And they say that's where it takes place as well, but they never really say where the film took place in the movie. The, even the license plates are kind of generic. So. Yeah, I was wondering about that, too, because I was trying to look them up last night when we were watching it just to see what license plate it could have been, but I couldn't Yeah, it was it like out. generic USA. Yeah. It is now well-received as a Rotten Tomatoes score of 80%, IMDb a 7.6, which is very mm, good. Very high. And 88% of Google users like the movie. I'd be curious so. to see what that was in comparison to when it was released. Yeah, I don't know if it was... Probably because there wasn't a huge lot of star power, which right. we'll get to. Yeah, that. I'd say Jennifer Aniston and Gary Cole. Right. John well, C. McGinley. Yeah. But I don't know what people, he's really but they're in. not those people that you're like... <gasps> they're usually the B actors in stuff. And well, they're still obviously Jennifer Aniston was from Friends, so she had probably the biggest star yeah. power. Which we'll get there. Yeah. In terms of casting, the only character that Judge had in mind that he wanted somebody to a certain person to be is Michael Bolton. He wanted David Herman, and he okay. got the part. So he had him in mind all along. Everyone else was just kind of who came along. Uh, the producers, and this is where that star power comes in, they wanted a familiar face in the movie. They were pushing, you got to have somebody that's going to draw people in. And they kept telling him he has to have Matt Damon or Ben Affleck in the movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. Judge agreed to meet with Matt Damon, but Ron Livingston's agent asked if he could audition instead, and he absolutely loved him and fell in love with him, and that was that. I could have seen Matt Damon being that character. I think, so. like, when you think he of the, done it. the informant, I guess that's more kind of, he's silly in that, but yeah, I could see him being lazy and annoyed. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I guess I didn't see Goodwill Hunting, and that would have been probably around this time, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he was like in that movie, so I, I could have seen him doing it. I don't. Ben I, always, Affleck, I usually see not. him more in his sillier roles, like right. now. Not Ben Affleck might have been all right because he can seem annoyed. Yeah, by a lot well, of stuff. <laughs> like the infamous meme yeah. of him. <laughs> Kate Hudson read for the part of Joanna, but uh, Jennifer Aniston was their concession to the studio for having a familiar face because the, sure. since they didn't choose Matt Damon. They were like, fine, we'll bring in a girl that everybody knows. Sure. And this was a year six of Friends, so she was top of her game mm-hmm. in terms of recognizability. That's what Yeah, I'd say. John C. McGinley wanted to be Lumberg. He auditioned for that role. But once they saw Gary Cole, they said there was just no chance that mm-hmm. they could have picked anybody else. 
So. I think they both did a good job in their parts. Absolutely. I, Johnny would have been more aggressive. Yeah. I mean, everything you see him in, he's aggressive. Even when he's the funny sidekick like Wall Street, he was still an aggressive kind of guy. Right. He'd have been that Lumberg, if, so. If he didn't show up for work on Saturday, he would have probably he would have been him knocking on the door, not answering the phone. Right. Not being passive aggressively yeah. calling. Exactly. Well, we have a Minnesota tie. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yes. Paul Wilson, who plays the other Bob, Bob Porter, oh. is from Fairmont, Minnesota. Right so on. one of the Bobs. Yep. Uh, and there's actually a, a near Minnesota ties as well. Ron Livingston, the main character, he is from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, right on. He also went to Yale and sang with the Whiff and Poofs, which I thought was made up by Gilmore Girls, but that's actually a singing group that really? belongs to Yale. <laughs> I read that. I'm like, really thought that was a made up thing. Cool. Whiff and poofs. Whiff and poofs. Yep. And then Richard Reilly, who plays Tom, the guy who gets hit by the car. Oh, yeah. He's from Menominee Fall. Menominee. Menominee. <laughs> I can say Nahin in a jar, but I can't say Menominee. Menominee. Falls. Menominee. <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> of course, it's a DVD reviewing podcast, so we have to talk about special features. Special Special features on my DVD included an Out of the Office, which was an office space retrospective with Mike Judge. It was him talking about his past experiences. When he first started animating, he had a cartoon called Milton that was based off of the character Milton and Bill. Those were kind of the main characters in his little cartoon skit. Milton is based off a guy he met at a job that was weird. (laughs) He had a male. I was going to say he had to be somebody that he knew. Yep. He had a mail order bride. Oh, God. And he said he asked him what's up one day, and he started a monologue about how he's going to quit because they kept moving his desk. And he was like, I'm, I'm going to write about this guy. So, <laughs> so this guy saw the movie and he's I like, Holy so. shit, that's me. <laughs> or he's knowing Milton, if he's really like Milton, he probably was like, Gee, look at this fucking guy. Probably. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's you. Uh, there was also some deleted scenes. I really am not going to even talk about them because none were necessary. They were very short and very weird and totally understandable why they took it out. Sure. So there's the theatrical trailer for the movie, a DVD ROM yet again, those good old movies that people used to upload to their computer. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. So you ready to wow. talk about the movie? I am ready. Let's go. Peter Gibbons is a disgruntled employee of a software company called Inatech. He has several bosses he hates a job he is not motivated to do, and fellow colleagues who feel the same way. And it's not just a case of the Mondays. Unhappy with his mundane life, Peter agrees to go to an occupational hypnotherapist who dies in the middle of his treatment, leaving Peter stuck in a state of total worry-free relaxation. So we open to them sitting in traffic. Yeah. The old man with the walker is going faster than the traffic. Yep. I am glad that I do not have to do that. And I'm glad that you don't have to do that either. That right. rush hour I have a drive, but I have no bumper-to-bumper traffic. I've been in it. Obviously, I think everybody in the planet has been in that kind of bumper-to-bumper traffic. And we all know that person who's whipping through, or you've seen them, zigzagging through, cutting yes. everybody off, flicking people off, pissed off at the world. and Or changing lanes constantly. Yeah. You're not going to get there any faster, dude. Just no. stick to your lane because it's just like this. The second you switch, 
the lane you just switched out of is going to start moving. Yeah. It's just when we, it's physics. It's when, science. When we were in Chicago, that was evidence. Like, okay, we got seven miles. We need to be in the right lane. Let's just get in the right lane and stick it out because you're not going anywhere. No, unless you're willing to be a huge dick or get yeah. into a fender bender. No chance. So we see Michael Bolton listening to his ganker, gangster rap. Yep. So he rolls down up the window and the guy comes by. I mean, the guy's like trying to sell something. He's selling like flowers or roses or something. I would roll my window up too. You don't want him to hear you listening. No, to No, I think that's what. Or just you, you don't want to talk from him. that, but I think he it's just like, doesn't want to talk to the guy. I don't guy. want to buy your roses. Right. I got my pistol pawn cocked, ready to lay down shots nonstop. He just he is going. <laughs> he is loving it. Yeah, that was the whitest rap I've yeah, ever heard. So in my that's, life. that's all I got. <laughs> Samir reminds me. I've seen you react this way in traffic. It's I've true. done it as well. Mother shit, <laughs> son of an ass! <laughs> <laughs> just shaking your steering wheel like. God, <laughs> Yep. Yeah. That, Why do I work an hour away and I have to deal with this garbage? Yes, it's true. I am I am guilty. And Milton's waiting for the bus. Drives by. He's he's gonna be in trouble if he's late again. I was told if I was late again I'd be summarily dis- dismissed. Summarily dismissed. This is a movie, I know we say this every time, guys, but you gotta watch this movie with subtitles. Absolutely. Milton alone because his, the shit he says is hilarious and half of it you do not pick up without nope. it. Nope. I know I I would not have guessed half of this stuff that he is saying. No, not at all. And Lumberg, he's a douchebag. Yep. The license plate, the my Porsche. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I mean, I'd take the car. Uh, I'd leave the the license plate. But yeah, he's a he's a douchebag. Yeah. Gary Cole said that he based his character off of Mike Judge. <laughs> really? <laughs> is he like that? I don't think the douchey part, but, but I kind of passive aggressive and like calm. So okay. he'd just be like, yeah, I'm going to need you to do that again, but with a little less or a little more. Like he's Give just, me a little of this. And yeah, during the special features, he just kind of has, I mean, you look at the voices that he does. They're those low kind right. of blah, blah voices. Yeah. So that's, he's just kind of a chill guy, I think. I don't think he's one that's going to go screaming at you. Right. I love how Peter walks into the into work absolutely defeated. He just he, he <laughs> don't want to be there. Be it's here. Monday. He does not want to be there. I mean, everybody's been there. You're Monday morning you're like shit. Yes, and I have had a job that had metal doors that I shocked my finger on every single time. And so you have to learn, Peter, that you have to ground yourself first. So every time I, before I'd touch the handle, I'd touch the actual door to get sure. that kind of shock electricity out of my system. And then I could touch the handle without getting... It takes a few dozen times, but your brain learns. <laughs> I never noticed what he was doing. I just thought he was staring at the door like, if I go in there, my day is going to be ruined. <laughs> no. And I never... I never... Because I, when I when I was doing my notes, I was stopping and I was typing and I didn't see the shock. And then the second time we wa- when we watched it, you're like, you didn't notice that? I'm like, oh, well, that makes so much more sense why he takes a drill to yeah, it later. Like, yep. Yeah. And the lady answering the phone, corporate accounts are payable, Nina speaking, just a moment. Oh, my God. Over and over and over. And he looks at his watch. He already came in late, and he's like, fuck. I'm in here two minutes. <laughs> he's got to start a space out time. <laughs> the The one deleted scene I thought was a little comical was the, of him. He goes up to her, and he's like, could you just try saying it a little differently one time? Like, put the inflection in a different spot. Just every once in a while. And she was like appalled. Like, I can't believe he's asking me this. Like, for real. You think you would get so bored. Like, try different. Come on. Change it up a little bit. So we get the Bill Lumberg coming to him about the TPS reports. Didn't put a 
cover sheet on it. Did you not? Did you not get the memo? <laughs> if if you could go it, just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on. That would be great. His his face has condescending tone written all over it. Like everything he says. Did you not see the memo? Oh God. No, I got it. <laughs> yeah, and I I forgot. But so the, you realize we're going to be doing this? Yes, I do. I got the memo. I forgot. Right. So did you get the memo? Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Not and listening he's like, to the words that are coming out of my mouth. And he's like, and it's not even a big deal because they haven't gone out so I can fix this problem. Yeah, but I'm going to still get you the memo. No, no, I have it. I have it right here. Yes. Don't, don't, oh, you're walking away from me. Yep. And here comes boss number two to give you the exact same fucking yeah. spiel. Yep. And then slaps <laughs> you on the back. And then your phone rings and it's another person saying, I got the memo. His face. <laughs> and he's like, yep, I got the memo. Yeah. He, he like, had to know when that phone rang. I know. You can see it in his eyes. Yeah. Go, oh, no. God damn it. I hate this. He, I'm surprised he didn't say, I'm going to burn this place down. Right? For real. He was feeling it. And speaking of, here's Milton. He's listening to his radio. Yep. Gets asked him to turn it down. But he was told he could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume from 9 to 11. Mm-hmm. Seriously, you need captions and, for him. And if she can do it while she's filing, I, I can listen to it while I'm co-leading. I just think it was a personal favor. <laughs> he just keeps talking yep, and going. Just, like, and you're just like, yep, it. why did I even approach you? He, see, Peter needs to get himself some headphones so he can just cancel out the world and just do his stuff. For real. Yeah. If they if she can do it and he can listen to the radio, get some noise-canceling headphones yep, or something. Get some Beats, dude. Yeah. It beats in 1999. <laughs> Dre was that's just still. The, that's just Dre the hadn't even made 2001 yet, for yeah. God's sake. No. Beats in '99 were just the vegetable. Yep. So Stephen could not see through those glasses, obviously. So he actually had to wear special contacts to reverse what the glasses really? did. Yes. I was going to say that had to be hell on his eyes. Right. That's <laughs> method acting, I guess, if you will. That's, yeah. Oof. It's pretty good. So we meet Samir and Michael. They're bitching about the printer that isn't working. Yeah. That thing's lucky I'm not armed. <laughs> Why does it say paper jam when there's no paper jam? <laughs> Again, if you have ever freaking worked anywhere that has a printer, fax, mm-hmm. or copy machine, you've experienced this. Yeah. That actually just happened today, not with me, but with a coworker. And he's like, it's not working. I need to scan page one, three, five, and seven. It ain't working. I can't get it to scan. And I was just thinking of this the whole time. I swear to God, one of these days, I'm going to kick this piece of shit out the window. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Uh, But why would you think someone's related to Michael Bolton? Because his name is... So that would be really annoying. (laughs) And that lady comes... So she comes up to the desk. She knows where these guys sit and then can't get their names right. So it's like, it's these two guys. she can't even say Samir. Yeah. What did she say? Samir or? Yeah, Samir. Yeah. And then, nah, nah, nah. And he's just like, no. And we, well, I was born with it. You married into it. Have one of those names. You're like, Uh, just don't. I've never had a last name anyone could pronounce, and my maiden name had five letters. Sure. So. (laughs) Yeah. You're just like, you know, I'm here. Nahin in a jar is a uh, mouthful. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) What's wrong with Michael Bolton? There was nothing wrong with it until it was about 12 and that no talent ass clown became famous and started winning Grammys. Yeah, that was funny as shit. This movie is credited with coining the term ass clown. Really? Yep. Nice. Apparently that was not a thing before that. And I think David Herman <laughs> said that he had a girlfriend or something that set, called him an ass clown one day. And he's like, what the fuck was that? He's like, I'm using it. Yeah, so I'm he stealing just, that. Yeah, so this, this movie is literally credited with mainstreaming that term. 
Why don't you go by Mike? Why should I change my name? He's the one that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> then when Peter comes up, hey guys, what's up, G? <laughs> yeah. So I'm a little, I shouldn't say confused. Not a lot of time has gone by and it's 9, 12 when, when Peter is at his desk. So let's just say 5, 10, 15 minutes. It's 9.30. He goes, you guys want to go to Tchotchkes? It's a little early. They're serving spicy fajitas and all kinds of food food at 10 yeah, o'clock in the morning. I feel like maybe more that that it was that afternoon okay, of the printer incident. Because they just kind of said, it's oh, it's pretty early. So I didn't know if... I don't know either. I thought that was weird. There was no time. Like I know they were going to say three hours later... Peter right. comes and up. They're you having know. coffee. They're having coffee. Right? So, so I assumed I it was still the morning and then but they're having tornado fajitas early, or whatever. Maybe it's early lunchtime, like ten, ten thirty. Brunch. Could be. Uh before they go to Chajki's, Peter says he's gotta get out of there. I think I'm gonna lose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that's I all the more I felt I've also used the case of the Mondays line. Oh, I forgot about that. Sorry. But I have been sarcastic when I've said it. But if someone said it to me in seriousness, and with a baby voice, someone's got a case of the Mondays. I think I'd throw a punch you, you would look like Michael Bolton. <laughs> the three of them. <laughs> yeah, Michael Bolton is the best face in that when she does that. Yeah, just like, go away. I hate this. It's bitch. like, you're too cheery for a Monday. Get out of my face, please. Right? You're half the reason I'm upset. The waiter at Tchotchkes is too much. Yeah. We know he's, he's full of shit. He's fake. We've all met that person mm-hmm. that you're just like, knock it off. I you being like isn't gonna make me give you more of a tip. It actually makes me want to give you less of a tip. Are you tip hunting at that point? Is that even your personality? Are you just? It's sickening. Yeah, it's it's obnoxious. But Peter knows lumber is just gonna make him come in on Saturday, and I'm gonna end up doing it because uh because I'm a big pussy. (laughs) Yeah, which is why I work at Inatech to begin with. What if we're still doing this when we're (laughs) fifty? And Samir, he's so logical. Yeah, I mean. Job security. (laughs) He's right. Yeah, we have job security. But I mean, if you're not obviously happy, that would be hell to be doing that until you're 50 years old. And then we get a plot set up here where Michael says that they need to treat their programmers better because he could create a virus that could rip off the company big time. Mm -hmm. Of course, he just mentions that because it comes into play later. We meet the gorgeous Jennifer Aniston with her beautiful long hair. Yes. All the guys in that the special features talked about how she was so famous that everyone was like afraid to talk to her, nervous or about her coming on set, thinking she was going to be a diva. And they said like their friends and other people in the business would be like, "What's she like? Who's she? What's she going to be playing?" Mm-hmm. We heard she's in the movie. It's like every question was about her because she right. was by far the most famous person in yeah. the movie. But they said she was super cool. She treated everyone like they were all equally famous. They they said that she is she's the kind of girl that's domestic hot like could hot but could be the girl down the but street re- retain uh, attain, attainable yeah by the average Joe I suppose yeah well she I mean and that's what they are going for I think is she's gorgeous but not like well Peter could never have her right you she's know? not yeah model hot that you know she's working at a Chachki's restaurant but she, even like now you see her in stuff where you've seen interviews with her and she just seems like a normal person and you don't ever hear anything bad about her so. The, the assumption would be that, yeah, she's Yeah, I think just she's a just person. a nice person all around. So Peter says he can't go to poker because he's going to the ther- hypnotherapist with Anne. I'm sure she does suck, but I would hate being di- with this guy. He is yeah. the most miserable, whiny, like everything is negative. Everything is just the worst, like he says later, the worst day ever. 
Yeah, that would get real sad. old real fast. You well, know, I feel and why for doesn't him he just his, quit? Yeah, quit. Find another job, dude. You could have done the construction shit all along. Yeah. Well, are you like fishing? Go work at a bait shop or something. You know, whatever. Just like if you like right. doing that. Ugh. Yeah, and get you're not living there. in New York City where you need a certain job to be able to afford to live there. Right. I just he's living in a an apartment complex he really is when you like when you really look past the funniness of it he's an extremely unlikable person oh yeah (laughs) but you know sometimes he thinks she's cheating on yeah what was that all about throughout the course of the movie like are these guys banging her and are just like yeah i get that too because they kind of give him like a little side eye every now and again i wasn't sure how to take that either have they seen her with other people and just are afraid to tell peter because they're not good friends then but i just I was curious. I think it's just it's a just joke funny that because he's like, I think she's cheating me. They're like, yeah, you moron. She's clearly cheating on you. Like everybody in the world knows it except you. Probably because he is such a Debbie Downer. And it's like she's going right. somewhere else. And it's supposed to show what a pushover he is yeah. and how he just is a pussy. Just like he says. I think he might actually be able to help. He helped Anne lose weight. Peter. <laughs> she's anorexic. <laughs> yeah, I know. The guy is really good. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> God. And the guys ask about the TPS reports again and Peter's yeah. face just oh my god. What's this I hear about you having troubles with your TPS reports? God damn it. Didn't you get the memo? Come to Chachkis to have a good time, not talk about this shit. <laughs> so the guys head back to work. They run into Tom Smikowski. He tells him about the staff meeting that they're having a consultant come in, which means they are going to fire people. <laughs> Tom says, you know, you just need to use your mind and come up with something great. Like the pet rock? Yeah. We all know a guy like that at work, too, that like thinks he's bound for better things. And I don't have to be doing this job. I could be doing this amazing thing. Then go and do it, dude. You're going to work here till you're 70. <laughs> yeah. Then go away so we can get somebody that's productive in here to exactly. do what we need to get done. Yep. You're not, you're not above this, dude. Yeah. I had an idea like that once. Jump to conclusions, Matt. That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> it's the best reaction, the silence, and then Michael. They all it's are the like... the best idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. We don't have this to idea ask. This idea is terrible. We don't have to ask what it is. He's going to tell us, so we might as well just ask to seem like we're interested. Yep. <laughs> and they talk about that Peter had a teacher that had at, said, what would you do if you had a million dollars? That's the type of job. You know, you should, basically saying you should have a job, job you're passionate about. Uh, what would your answer be? mine yeah. if i had a million dollars right now i'd still probably work because a million dollars now right. wouldn't... it's the concept of if money wasn't in... an issue yeah. what would be your like passionate i don't know passion i still job. think i would consider I would, I would continue to do this because i love movies and so i think this would be oh, the podcast yeah, yeah the podcast you just sit around talking about movies i don't know i'd be a landscape slash animal photographer no babies no weddings no people at maybe, all maybe a groundskeeper for the for the twins yeah that'd head, be fun. head groundskeeper that'd be fun i mean i'd have to buy my way into it because i don't have the the logic that they all do about <laughs> grass and this and that you but can they, learn yeah i'll rake that i'll sit there that'd be cool <laughs> that's another reason he would kind of suck for a boyfriend too though when he says he didn't have an answer so he literally has no hobbies or interests. he's had no ambition since he was a little kid right you have no other in- like you have no interests. what do you yeah. do do you, you just, just sit at home on your phone or right i just don't understand how you can't have a hobby right i love my lazy something days that you are interested in yeah. passionate about I oh, love yeah. my lazy days off where I'll sit and play video games for eight hours because Yeah, I'm but that's not? the thing but, is some people don't even have that thing. That's yeah. what's weird to me. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but uh Michael's right. If you actually went by that logic, no one would want to volunteer to clean shit. True. So you need everybody in this world. Yep. 
But Samir doesn't get it. He's like, I would invest it. He's still too logical. Yeah. I mean, that's still smart to invest that, but yeah. PC Lowletter, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) He's just so pissed. Flash to Peter's apartment. We meet his neighbor, Lawrence, who's Diedrich Bader. That's who plays him. That's Um, his name? Diedrich Bader. Yeah. I've never knew him. I've always known him as Oswald from the Drew Carey Right. I I never knew him as... And the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Forget about it. Oh, yeah. But he said he based his character off of, he told himself, I want to look like someone who would love the Allman Brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And he succeeded. Yeah, that's that's accurate, I suppose. <laughs> I'm really thankful I have never lived anywhere that I can hear my neighbor through the wall right? that clearly. Like you can hear muffles sometimes. You could hear people walking above or below you in a apartment yeah. building. I don't even know if But you I've could... never been able to hear distinct voices. Yeah. <laughs> it would be horrible. Like even in our wall here, if you went on the other side of the wall, I mean, I'd be able to hear you, but I don't know if that that clear. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> oh, Dan, over there or something. Check out Channel Nine. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I thought you'd want to see this. Yeah. If you just if you want to talk, just come on over. Right on. Hip. Yep. Comes out, shuts his door, walks. Yep. yep. God damn, what a guy. And they live in Morningwood apartment complex. <laughs> yes, they do. Thought that was funny. I saw that. I'm like, holy shit. I'm sure they snuck that oh, in there. Yeah. Thought they were so hilarious. Because and it's not. It's so. It's zoomed out. So it's not like morning wood. Like you come to the scene. It's <laughs> right. it's just subtle, subtle enough. Yep. Yep. And you know, Lawrence be looking like all the teenage dorks running around today with their mullets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys don't look good. It doesn't look good. It isn't cool. And you're not unique because everyone else is doing it too. You right. guys look like nerds and knock it off. Cut the back of your hair. Yeah, cut the back of your That's hair. That's my PSA. The more you know. <laughs> do, do, do. So Peter asks him if anybody at work ever asks if he has a case of the Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, no, man. <laughs> I do believe you'd get your ass kicked saying something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Just true. At a oh, construction yeah. site or something. They're going to throw a shovel at you. Yeah. Unless you have seen this movie and are referring to it, it's not okay. I get the feeling that Anne's cheating on me. Yeah, I get that feeling too. What do you? What makes you say that? I don't know. Just the way she looks. Yeah. <laughs> his, <laughs> like, his, yeah. It just trails off. <laughs> yeah, because he's thinking about what you know what he might do to her. I guess. Lawrence gives him a good idea and tells him that if yeah, your boss wants you to this stay, <laughs> if your boss wants you to stay, he's going to ask you at the end of the day. So you got to just avoid him and duck out early. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Fucking a man. Fucking a. <laughs> I really did like the where he's he goes and grabs his beer and then. Peter hands him, oh, nope, I got right in the middle of his conversation. Nope, I got that. Take care of it. Yep. Very conversational and natural. Yeah. He is so funny. He is one of those, he is the character of the movie where everything that comes out of his mouth is funny, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lawrence, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Two chicks at the same I'll time. I'll tell you what I'd do, man. <laughs> <laughs> you would do two chicks at the same time? Yeah. And I think if I were a millionaire, I could hook that up too, because chicks dig dudes with money. Not all chicks. Well, chicks who would double up on a dude like me do <laughs> good point just the that whole he knows that, himself that whole bit <laughs> type of chicks that would double up on a guy like me do yeah, well yeah you're right i guess yeah, good point yeah and then peter says he he wouldn't do anything besides two chicks at the same time yep he would relax sit on his ass all day long i'm not gonna lie i'm one of those people 
I could do it for a little while, yep, but I'd not, have to do something. You're not one of those people. I and mean, I can play video games for quite some time. But That's true. Nothing. I can't do that. But I'd have to but go I'm outside. because I'm not very good at it. Yeah. No, I truly believe that I could just sit on my ass all day and then get up and go to bed and get up and do the if same you had thing an, again. It's, I shouldn't admit it, but I'm just being honest with myself. If you had not even just to say an infinite amount of money, but if you had enough money that you didn't ever have to think about doing anything ever again, I feel like you would buy you would adopt all the animals in cats, dogs in the on the in the world and just mm-hmm. build a sanctuary. Bam. Hell yeah. And would... just roll around in the grass with yep. cats and dogs flying around. Yeah, I go to a few baseball games, you yeah. know. The next day at work, they're having their meeting and Bill introduces Bob Sladell. He's the new consultant. Isn't this such a real life thing with um, we're not going to pay you a living wage. We're not going to make your job enjoyable or give you any motivation to do it. But hey, you can wear Hawaiian shirts and jeans on <laughs> yeah. Friday. Isn't that fun and exciting? Yep. Doesn't that just make you happier? I, I, I see tons of stuff on on social media where it's like, you know, unhappy employees uh, management. Oh, there's some expired sodas in the in the, the break room or the medical for field. Free or the medical field trope is, oh, you guys have been super short staffed and working twice or three times as many hours as you're supposed to work. Here's a pizza party. Yeah, Thanks. I mean we all love food, but it's like okay, yeah, this is yeah, a, a band aid. Pay us, pay us more. It's a band aid. Hire more people. Yeah. Give us the help we need. You know, whatever. Milton's on the phone. He's talking about the squirrels that he saw and they were married. <laughs> Stephen made that up and he had to beg them to let him keep it in because he thought it was hilarious which <laughs> it's so bizarre if they, they move my married. desk one more time then quitting they move my desk four times now I used to be by the window I could see the squirrels they used to be married they switched to the swing line from the Boston stapler but I kept my swing line because it doesn't bind up as much if they take my stapler I'm going to burn this place down <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah, and you think, oh, he's talking to a friend or a family member. No, he's talking to poor Peter. Yep, kitty corner to his desk. Yep. Yep. I have a swing line stapler that is red. I purely, I bought it purely because of this movie. I had the choice of red, silver, or black. Why wouldn't I go with red? <laughs> and do you want to know more about that? Hit me. For this movie, they had four red staplers. One they burned, one on his desk, and two backups. Steven stole one of the backups. He still has it to this day. Swing line did not make red ones. Really? At the time of this movie, they actually spray painted it red because they wanted a bright color. Because of this movie, they started making red ones because there was such a high demand from it, and now it's their top seller. I believe it. And you contributed to that. I contributed to that. Yes, I bought it (laughs) off Amazon. I'm like, I absolutely. No more money, but I'm buying the red one. Yep. And if you could, if you have your option of red and you've seen this movie, you're going to pick the red one. Absolutely. And I don't let anybody touch. You can borrow it, but it better be back on my desk. (laughs) You're Milton. (laughs) Seeing the old computers and the screens and the mouse and the keyboard, doesn't that just give you such nostalgic feels? The way everything looks, the way the software is, it just... And just the oh movement is slow. Everything, like, it doesn't move as fast yes. as like, it seems like everything does now. Well, and it's so true, right? When you're in a hurry that your computer decides it needs to update and it needs to do this and it's going to freeze up. And you're just like, I, you could have froze up when I had nothing to do two hours ago. Right. But now I'm trying to get out of here and it's being slower than ever. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hello, Peter. What's happening? Here comes Lumberg. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around nine that would be great okay he needs to go ahead and come in on sunday too 
both days and you're asking them friday afternoon at the end of the day we've we've had some people leave so we need to play catch up yes no you fired people i feel like if i was peter at that point be like okay you know what i'm working monday through sunday i think i'm just gonna put in a vacation request right now for thursday and friday next week and take a four-day weekend yep something which he probably doesn't get approved for right that night peter and ann are at the occupational hypnotherapist peter tells them every day is worse than the next and so every day is the worst day of his life. What about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. Wow, that's messed up. <laughs> and Anne. I mean, he's not wrong, right? No, he's absolutely right. But it's so funny that a therapist yeah. says that Oof. to you. He, he may up. be good, but he, you know, I think I, that's not what I do. Can you just zonk me out? Right. So I, I think I was fishing and looking yeah. at Anne's face. She's like, what? That's not what I do. <laughs> yeah. He does need some depression medication. Yeah. I think that's what he truly needs, not I, hypnotizing. I'd but. say find a new job and then if that doesn't if that's not it, then yes, maybe some some medication to balance you out a little bit. Yep. So when he he dies, he says that when I snap my fingers, he'll come out of it, but he dies before he can snap his fingers. So mm-hmm. is he hypnotized for the rest of his life? I don't think so, because he even says later, he's like, I don't know if it's just wearing off or what, but he because he goes back to more normal after a few days. But he's still way more chill. About, he is still yeah. way more chill, but he's still. I suppose maybe after those first couple of days when he's getting promoted. and Yeah, and maybe and things just... are working out. Maybe it's just a, like a placebo type thing. Or he was but, hypnotized, but it really just I mean, can't he, last your whole life. He clearly life. was for like a day or two because right. he's smiling yeah. while the guy's dead. And then he wakes up and he's like... Walk around like uh, he's Twitter-pated. Yeah, and then <laughs> then after he talks to Joanna and then, yeah, the promotion stuff, I feel like once he vented to the bosses, then it kind of he went back to normal. A little bit. A so little I, bit. But yeah. he did clean a fish in his office. Yes, he did. He did. Next scene. After a long and peaceful night's sleep, Peter awakens to see that he has several messages from his boss, Bill, wondering where he is. He blows it off and goes to ask his crush, Joanna, to lunch, where he wins her over with the mention of kung fu movies. Back at Inatech, a pair of consultants, both named Bob, conduct interviews of the employees to decide who stays and who goes. Peter eventually shows up to Inatech, but just to get his address book, not work. Michael reminds him of the meeting with the consultants. He decides he's having the best day and he's going to go. They love him and think he's got upper management written all over him. The Bobs inform Peter that they plan to lay off his friends Samir and Michael while he's getting a promotion. 17 messages? When would you give up? Three? I think think as the guy calling and saying, hey, I was away from my desk. I just wanted to see if you called while I was away. At that point, just be like, dude, he ain't coming. Right. Peter, it's three o'clock. Why aren't you at work? Because I didn't feel like it. Yeah. If only. <laughs> he was so happy. I didn't I feel like going in. And dude, she I mean, she is a bitch. What's gotten in you? And don't tell me it's the therapist bull hypnotized bullshit. It's like, so you're the one that made him go to it, but now it's bullshit. Right. And so you are just anorexic and <laughs> are like you were the whole time or you decided to be right. after this. Like Right. It didn't actually help her. She just stopped eating. The Bobs are having their consultations. Tom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he, I get he's terrified to be fired, but he's he's like talking about how good he is with people and then screaming at them. Yeah, he really is useless, <laughs> though, when he's talking. Yes. He's not doing himself any favors. So you actually bring these documents down yeah, to the Just say engineers? yes. No. Oh, well, my secretary does. So you don't. Well, sometimes. I deal with the customers. Yeah, what the hell is wrong with you people? I have people skills. <laughs> yeah, he's just screaming. bitching and yelling. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah he's terrified. Uh, <laughs> Michael goes in for his meeting. Johnny C is so good in this scene. He's like intimidating, but also fanboying. Yeah. At the same time. <laughs> is that your real name? Michael Bolton. He's so happy. You're in a relation to the pop singer? No. I guess they had hours of footage of Johnny C ad-libbing about going on and gushing about Michael Bolton. Does he really like Michael Bolton? I'm or not is he sure just if trying... he just... Did, well, he's a method actor a little bit, so I'm character. sure he's like... I'm going to find out everything I can about Michael Bolton and I'm just sure. going to talk about it. And I guess they just literally had hours of oh, I'm sure. footage of him just hilarious. But, you know, can't put that into a 90 minute movie. But. I celebrate the man's <laughs> entire catalog. <laughs> you know, you you must love his music. Yeah, he's pretty. You're goddamn right. He is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can just call me Mike. And he just looks like he's going to fucking lose it. So is that what did it? Because like they were having a good banter going back and forth. I bet and a then little he bit. Changed it to my, so if he would have said, if you would have just kept it going, he probably would still have a job. Maybe. Yeah. I know who Michael Bolton is, but what does he sing? Uh, when a man loves a woman. But that's a remake, isn't it? But he's like, that's what he's famous for. It's like every music video is him with his long mullet hair flowing. And he's like... Fabio-esque. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I don't even know what he looks all like. All the women thought he was hot. He looks like his name would be Clint. Oh, God. Look at that hair. Holy yep. shit. <laughs> Told you. It's not good. Peter and Joanna have lunch. I, I, I don't want to say it was cheesy, but when he's like, I want to take you out to dinner and bring you back home and let's watch kung fu movies. And she's like, oh. <laughs> That's what did it? <laughs> yeah. I love Ch- channel 20. Or what does he say? Channel 39. Totally. totally. Yeah. <laughs> just going back for a second. Is that really all he does is just fix things for the 2000 switch? So is he not going to have a job after 2000? Unless it's just like contract work and then they'll find something else for you to do. But that would be boring as shit. Yeah. You're just going in and changing dates. It doesn't matter. I don't like my job and I don't think I'm going to go anymore. <laughs> She says, so are you going to find another job? I don't think I'd like another job. Yeah. No. And you know what? I never really liked paying bills. I don't think I'm going to do that either. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I want to take a Peter Gibbons approach. I don't like paying bills. I'm just not going to do that anymore. Yeah, you can, but then you won't have a house. Exactly. Or a car or a heat, water, you know, the things you need to live. <laughs> but uh, all at it the, takes is the mention of the, the Kung, Kung Fu. Fu. And Joanna is hot to trot. That's all yeah, it took. I think so. Have you ever watched Kung Fu? Not on purpose. <laughs> I've, like, besides I've, the two second clips you see of them watching it in movies, I yeah, have never seen it. Yeah, I, I guess maybe flipping through the channels and just to see if it is like yeah, right. The mouth, it's like the, subtitles, the, right? Yeah, where, where it's they, dubbed in. They're talking. You can see that their... it's, it's like the old westerns, like Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. A lot of those guys are Italian, so they're talking, and it's not really them. They just dub it all in. Oh, sure. So I think that's what it, where it's just comical. But no, I don't think I've ever... I've, I can honestly say I've never seen a Bruce Lee movie. I haven't either. Back at Inatech, Milton can hear the Bobs and Bill talking about him. Bill tells him he needs to move his desk again because they need room for boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Oh, they, he it, does not I, like Milton. I set the building on fire. You know, a lot of the times when he does that kind of thing, he reminds me of Lily from Pitch Perfect. Oh, just yeah. says the random bizarre shit under yeah. her breath. How cute are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bobs and Lumberg are talking and Milton leans over and they can see him talking you about his stapler him. and it's, yep. it's not working. It and then he's desk. like, I'm, I'm hiding my stapler. 
Milton would be an obnoxious employee to work with. I get that. But I do I do feel bad for him. He has to move his own desk. If you want yeah. me to move, move my desk. Yeah. So maintenance can do that. Yeah. <laughs> when he walks in in a tech, I thought you were going to come in and start shooting. <laughs> it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, you're in deep shit. You're supposed to be here on Saturday. Michael, I did nothing. I did absolutely nothing. And it was everything I thought it could be. Yep. <laughs> And some of you need those days. You need a veg out day. Mm-hmm. So those are glorious. I guess I didn't do shit this weekend. Peter goes into his meeting with the Bobs. Oh, hey, Bob, Bob. And they ask him to walk through a typical day. He says he generally comes in 15 minutes late, uses the side door so Lumberg won't see him. And then he spaces out for an hour. In fact, in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real actual work. Space out? the guy goes space out he's just like <laughs> he's from minnesota yeah <laughs> yes yes he's he's just doing nothing sitting yep. there and then he, and then he goes let me tell you about tps reports and you have a time lapse lapse or whatever and then they're just like like these are the guys that are hearing this is what you're doing in a day this is dumb the thing is bob it's not that i'm lazy it's just that i don't care it's a problem he's problem of motivation now, if I work my ass off and Intech ships a few extra units, I don't see another dime. So where's the motivation? Here's another thing, Bob. I have eight different bosses right now. Eight? Eight. Yeah, eight. <laughs> Good luck with your layoffs, all right? I hope your firings go really well. <laughs> he's, and he's just, just like, so chill. thank you. Because yep. he doesn't give a shit if he's one of them that right. gets fired at this yep. point. Yeah. When uh, he says, like, it's it's all on the, the pleasure's all on this side of the table. And then Peter leaves and he just dodges Lumberg. Yes. Right around, he just puts his head down and he just. Jukes I guess that him was a and... highly choreographed scene that took many takes because they wanted it to look as smooth as possible. They didn't want it jerky, yeah, or they didn't want him touching each other. They didn't want to look like he had to oh back, right? They just wanted him to smoothly walk around when he stepped out. So I, it took some some dancing around, yeah, I'm for sure. to get that just right. But when you watch it, you wouldn't think that, right? It's yeah, just you just think it's a, oh, you step here when he says this, and but you have to be your pace has to be right, and, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, back at Tchotchke's, Joanna gets talked to by her boss, who is Mike Judge. Yep. I guess they said they just kind of got to where they were filming and they hadn't found someone to play him. So he's like, I'll do it. I, I didn't know who he was when you pointed out. I'm like, Me oh, either. okay. Not up until this movie and doing this research, I did not know what he looked like. So he wants her to express herself with more flair. So mm-hmm. more flair? It's like, no. Well, but I want you to do that. I want you to want it. Yeah. Well, have 15 pieces on. Yeah, but that's the minimum. Are you the kind of person that wants to just do the bare minimum? Yes. Yes, that's what I want to do. <laughs> then back to Inatech. The Bobs are talking with the two bosses, Bill and Dom. They're going to get rid of Tom. He's useless. They can't find a record of Milton working there. He was fired, but he's still getting a paycheck. So they took care of the glitch and yeah. it'll work itself out. What a horrible, horrible way to manage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that... You're just going to let somebody else's department take care of it because you don't want to. And clearly, Lumberg doesn't like Milton. So why wouldn't you just be like, dude, you're fired. Right. Get out of here. But he right. just keeps fucking with him and move your desk. Now you need to move to the basement. Right, just push. Like, it's the most passive aggressive thing ever. Isn't that classic? The guy who is the least motivated and wants to do the least amount of work gets promoted yeah gets to be the boss you see that all too often <laughs> yeah i've heard about it many times where you promote the mediocre so you don't have to lose your good workers yep and that's sad you get punished for yeah. being good at your job all the time that's yep. just life everywhere i've ever worked that's yeah. the case Ooh, Ooh. yeah <laughs> 
um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. And then they immediately turn the tables and start now, the interview. What do you do? Oh, my God. When Slidell, Johnny, see, just like you can tell, like, he hold is me so back. Pissed. He's like, hold me back. And the other I'll Bob, take care Bob of this Porter's one. like, I got this. Yeah. Oh, my God. That You're was not funny. challenging him enough. He's yeah, so that's funny. right. Yeah, he did a really good job because <laughs> he gets so pissed. Like, you are going against my judgment. Like, I'm I'm assuming they're his boss, right? Well, they're consultants they brought in. So I don't know if they're like one of those where you hire in from another company. Oh, sure. Or if it was big boss type corporate thing. But I don't think they have a big corporate place because when it burns down, it's just done. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't really know. Either way, one of my favorite jams starts playing at this point. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. I listen to that song a lot. Because he's got a he's got his promotion in line now, and he just parks in Lumberg spot, and he's yeah, yeah. oh my god, yeah, new Peter parks in the spot, fucking Lumberg parks in the handicapped spot. Because heaven forbid he go park he in a normal parking space and walk the few extra feet, but he got his what he deserved immediately. Those guys clearly can't work for a towing company. They're not very good at it. <laughs> Even maybe I they, know you can't hook it up to the bumper. Maybe they don't tow a lot of Porsches and they're like, well, this looks good. <laughs> it's like <laughs> just ripped. To, the guy's like, put it on like the axle, right? Go, or the go, whatever that's called. Go. <laughs> yeah. It, it the, yeah. The frame. Yeah. So while Peter and Joanna are watching Kung Fu, the P- Lawrence. Lawrence. Hey, Peter, man, check out <laughs> Channel 9. It's the breast exams. Woo! I <laughs> 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 love him. Mood killer. Right. Lawrence. They go fishing together. He yep. brings his fish to work. That is gross. That is gross. I love I think I like the symbolism of throwing the guts on the TPS reports, but that's real fish and oh, real yeah. guts. He he gutted that fish and pulled its jaw off and its guts. That's pretty gross. It is really gross. Yeah. I can, and the smell. I mean, you're not just the person who's heating up fish at work. You're cleaning a fish at work. That's, that's a different that's a, smell. That's a whole new level of ick. Yeah. Especially if you, I mean, this is midday. That's probably going to sit in the garbage for how long? It's going to start to stink. Oh, God. Gross. Yeah. This movie has made me start playing Tetris again. Yeah. On my Kindle. Yeah. You're going to have those TPS reports this afternoon? No. Nope. I'm going to have to ask you to go away, come back another time. Cheetos everywhere, playing Tetris. Clearly not working. I like it. Yep. I'm pretty sure the second I'm not getting a paycheck anymore and no one and nobody can tell me why, I'm out of there. Yeah. I would not keep showing up to work. And so you're not getting fired. You don't have to quit. You just don't show up. You'd be like, Peter, I'm just not going to show up anymore. Right. Speaking of that, you've been missing a lot of work lately. Yeah. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're just like, so he, they want him to be middle management. And they're like, yeah, you, you haven't really been showing up to work, but... And then you make a funny joke and like, oh, yeah, he's a straight shooter. Come on, guys. And at this point, is he much of management? Like, why are they sharing all the firings with him? I don't know. I think it's so weird. Because he hasn't been like promoted yet. No, no. At this point, he's still in his regular clothes. Just, oh, they call him at home to go to this meeting. And then they're like, here's the list of people we're going to fire. Yeah, maybe they just maybe they just found like a bond that they could I guess. tease and joke with him. And so like, Oh, we'll just, he's not going to say Mr. anything. Samir Naga. 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 Not going to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that was, that's funny. That's probably one of my top two favorite lines of this movie. Yeah. It's Naga. Naga. Not going to work here anymore. Anyway. <laughs> 
But they're not going to fire him till Friday. That's uh, because studies have shown there's less chance of an incident. I'm sure that's true. Which is, yeah, probably true. And that's classic to replace the guys that are actually really good at their jobs with entry-level people and because source it out because it's cheap. Yep. Buy cheap, you get cheap. Next scene. Deciding that Inatech needs to pay for mistreating them, Peter, Michael, and Samir decide to use the software Michael created, which over time takes fractions of pennies that normally get rounded off, and puts them into a separate bank account. The three pull off the installation of the virus, and they go to town on the office printer as a parting gift. Peter's colleague Tom has an accident that rewards him with a settlement worth seven figures. He has a party to celebrate, and on the way there, Peter tells Joanna about their scheme. At the party, Peter gets told by his coworker Drew that Joanna gets around. Hell, even Lumberg fucked her. <laughs> On the way home, Peter and Joanna fight about his crime and Lumberg, and they break up. The next day, a frustrated Joanna flips off her boss and a few customers and a line cook who happen to be standing there, and she gets fired. Peter asks Michael to come over so he can break the news to him. But Peter asks him, why, why don't you just do it? Why don't you do that scheme? You, you could do it. He says it's not worth the risk because he has a good job. What if you didn't? Cock hours. <laughs> <laughs> that was another good transition, like in, I think it was in something about Mary. And it's just, I like that, where, where it's the next talk scene. Talk about it. Like, Flash two. Yep. This is happening. I yep. like that. So you and I are the best programs they got. You haven't been showing up to work and you get to keep your job. Actually, I'm be- being promoted. What? <laughs> <laughs> Peter's trying to convince him to do this thing. And he's like, it's not just about me and my dream of doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. We're, we don't have a lot of time on this earth. We're not meant to spend it this way. I told those fudge packers I like Michael Bolton's music. That's not right, Michael. That's what he's upset about. <laughs> yeah. That's not right, Michael. <laughs> uh, so five years of your mid-20s gone. So These guys are supposed to be in their late 20s. I was going to say. I would say, or mid to late 20s. I would have never yeah, guessed. So they're between they all, 25 and 30. Is that what, I, what we're that's gathering? That's how I'm supposed to, I took it, but I feel like, I feel like they're they all the look older, side. for sure. I agree. But Michael says that he doesn't even know the software, but Samir does. Mm-hmm. So they go talk to him. He invite him over. He's way too commonsensical. <laughs> yeah. Samir, this is America. <laughs> Illegal. If they get caught, well, you'll just go to a white-collar prison and get conjugal visits. Conjugal visits? Now he's in. Shit, I'm a free man, and I haven't had a conjugal visit in six months. Yeah, tomorrow's Michael. your last day at Inatech. It's either unemployment or early retirement. Yep, that's what convinced Samir, apparently, He's is the banging. prospect of having a conjugal visit. Yeah. Never mind the But you need to know time. somebody for the conjugal visit. Yeah, they don't like, they set don't just, up. It's not hooker time. Yeah, right? Bring prison. in the hookers. <laughs> I think you have to know somebody that's like... Right, it's like girlfriend or I whatever. would like to meet, hang out with my girlfriend or wife. Because yes, I've Samir. been in prison and yeah, boys, it's the same thing as like in uh, True Lies. Now, yeah, we have to agree to not tell anyone. Nobody can know. We won't tell our wives, our girlfriends, nobody. And I then, know. Yeah, and the, <laughs> okay, Lawrence. Peter, I won't tell anybody. Don't worry, uh, man. He's cool. And it's like it's so it's it's just funny how he does that, and then a few and, scenes later he starts telling. Yeah. And he was the one who made the big deal about we're not going to tell anybody. No yeah. girlfriends. No friends, but I'm going to tell everybody I know. Yeah, I'm going to tell Peter. Joanna, who I'm just seeing right now. Did you notice when they're uploading the virus that the name of the file was had vi- the word virus in yeah. it? I was like, wouldn't you call it something else? Yeah, like, I don't know. The red file. You know, the 
The Pinsky Files. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you think you would call it something. So like, they're looking through and they're like, oh, virus. Let's upload this or, software. What can we do? call it that will they'll never know? Let's call it virus. Is it too obvious? Or they're like, it can't be the virus file, it's like right? It's porn folder. You, you label it mom and dad's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Not your sex tape. Can't label it that because someday they're going to want to watch that and then they're going to see somebody raw dog and somebody. You don't want to see that. <laughs> I, the whole the whole montage of that was really funny. Where so it's just, funny. It's this intense. Awesome 90s yeah, rap music. And then he comes over and he's like, oh, that was easy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then Drew comes over and they start talking about the party. That Tom's handoff party. was some Ocean's Eleven shit. That yeah, was, it was cool. That looked really cool. Remember, though, those... Small floppy disks that were actually floppy. Yep. That's what they were like six inches. I think kids these days would never know these things. They were like these huge actual floppy floppy disks you put in the computer. That's what Oregon Trail came on Mm -hmm. back when computers were green and black. And these aren't even disks. Like when you think of disk, you think of round. Yeah, no. These These are are square square. plastic. Did you? Okay, now I'm going to ask everybody, and I know that everybody our age probably did it. The little metal flap. Did you always pull it? Yes. Yeah. Like you slide Just to it. see the film. Yep. Slide yeah. it back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Here comes the office gossip. Drew. Drew. <laughs> He's our tie to my last movie. He was in Coyote yes, Ugly. He, were. he informs them that Tom found out he's getting laid off. He tried to kill himself, but as but as he's looking at her, he decides he wants to live. And <laughs> <laughs> Snickers like that's the most pathetic thing he's ever heard. <laughs> he's clearly never done this before. Because you'd think that his wife would be like, this is the second time he's tried that. I should, We should probably seek help. But she's just like, oh, sweetie, you just get yourself oh, to work. Yeah. And you fell asleep in the car again or whatever. He's yeah. looking for something. I well, think and he, he was clearly sle- like sleeping or passing out. Oh, I couldn't get the, the shifter and it seems, seems to be working now. And oh, okay, you yeah. just get yourself to work. He got hit by that drunk driver. Is he okay? Sort of. But he's not sort of okay. Yeah. He broke damn near every bone in his body. Yeah. Both his wrists, legs, a couple of ribs. He ended up his looking back. like the guy from Dodgeball. He broke every single yeah. bone in his body. Yeah. He fell off the roller coaster and broke every single bone and in leaves, his body. And leaves yeah, the worst for last. And his back. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad that's a bad that's, thing to break. Bad. Drew's bringing a girl to the party. From logistics. To show her her O face. Oh. Oh. I feel like that's one of the most yeah. most famous lines yeah, of this absolutely. movie. Absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. Oh. And and I was looking at Peter the last two times we watched it and he doesn't break character. He just looks at him like this dickhead. Ugh, <laughs> yeah, Drew. he's like I said he's the office gossip yeah. and everyone's just like, "All right, Drew." Whatever. And then he just leaves. And I feel like we all know somebody who's been that kind of awkward and then they're like, "Okay, I'm going to leave." And then they walk away and like, "Fuck, I was too I was too weird. I was yep. too weird. They're going to talk about <laughs> went me now. too far. Yep. You know immediately as soon as you leave the room, they're talking about you. <laughs> and Samir and Michael have their last day at Inatech. Yep. They can't believe they had security at escort them out. It's like, we're going to steal something. Yeah. I stole, I stole something. something. Yeah, we all did. No, I stole something. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous scene of the movie. The Absolutely. most recreated. The most talked about. Everybody Family Guy knows being this the scene. main recreation that I can think Family of. Family Guy. I, there's many, many references to this movie, probably because it's so unique. You yeah. know, you these guys, you think they're the gangsters who took a man that's a part of a rival gang that wronged them in yeah. to beat them with and bat. But no, it's the it's, copier. It's the copy machine that's given and them all And if you've ever hell. worked with one, which many have, 
you can relate yeah to just be it's so cathartic mm-hmm. beating the shit out of that thing and the so, music playing is so good so i've done that uh, and this was not stealing did not steal a copier the gas station that i worked at in high school we got a new printer and we needed to get it down from our room and throw it in the garbage you know or for the guys to pick it up so we used our forklift Lifted it up as high as it could go, tilted the forks, it fell to the ground, and then we just beat the crap out of it with two by fours. So you've done this. Did you play the song? No, we you did not. Have. But you, you know, it's going on in your head. Nobody punched it, but you know, you just beat the yeah, that crap wasn't out smart. of it. Michael just went too far. Yeah, he I was, was kind of surprised he didn't have blood all over himself. But yeah, that that was a good scene, and he he fucking hates it because they pull him back, and then he breaks back away again, more. and then he jumps and <laughs> slips, and which I feel like. Wasn't was planned not on purpose, yeah. So that uh, I was glad they kept that in there because it that's real. Like you're real. gonna jump on something and you're gonna hurt yourself. That's yep. that's what is gonna happen. Yep, so good. So Ajay Naidu, the guy who plays Samir, mm-hmm. he is actually a real professional break dancer. I was gonna say he looked like it. He just started doing it in this scene for fun because they told him we're just gonna have a scene where you guys are drunk and dancing, and he started doing it. And they're like, "Sweet, we're keeping it. Yeah. Please do it." I was gonna say because I looked, I'm like, they didn't cut. That's not a that's nope. not a rando. That's him. And then Peter looks like you when you're hammered <laughs> on the Absolutely. dance floor, just like uh, rocking. Yeah, you're just forth. going back and forth. You did a good job of looking like a drunk white you, boy. <laughs> you think you look cool in your head. You're just like, yeah, going to the music, you but you're just hopping back and forth. That's all you're doing. Uh, and they should not be leaving. They should not be driving home. No. Couldn't he just lie and say? They were celebrating his promotion well, or, or just something. that it was their last, their two's last day, right. Samir. And like, we're celebrating. Or were they were bummed that, that they got let go. So we were drinking. We yeah. were celebrating to say, I can't tell you or I am not liberal. Of course, she's going to be curious. Right. Of course, she's going to want to know. If my boyfriend told me that, I'd be like, so you got to tell me now. Well, you could have been, he could have been funny, but he said it twice. I can't, I am not at liberty to discuss so many lies he Say could have told that way. And she just, that. she's so cool and down to earth. She just would have been like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. But instead, but, he has, gives the whole entire fucking game away. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, the Nazis had pieces of flair they made the Jews wear. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> like, why would you say that? Y- you, oh my God. you can't compare what that what she's wearing at her tchotchkes shenanigans type restaurant to the Holocaust. The Holocaust. No. That's poor taste. It's That's poor, poor taste. taste, Peter. Yes, it is. <laughs> Speaking of that, TGI Fridays used to have flair, required oh, really? flair, and they got rid of it because of this movie. Really? Yep. It's probably a good thing. They're, they go to Tom's barbecue celebration. Jennifer Aniston's about the only person I've ever seen that makes a bucket hat look cute. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive he, me for not getting yeah, up. He makes an aw- the awkward laugh. Everyone's like... <laughs> His busted ass ribs. He's just... Oh. <gasps> See, that's what you get, Tom, for telling dumb jokes. Yes. If you hang in there long enough... Good things going to happen. Look at me. <laughs> I did like that. I hated my job more than you. Maybe didn't whine as much. Yeah. It's true. Peter is such a little whiny baby. <laughs> yeah. He is a little bitch about it. After he finishes that conversation, he like awkwardly like pats or shakes his, his foot. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And here comes Drew to fuck everything up. Yep. Who's oh. Joanna here with? She's me. here with me. All right, Peter. Ooh, ooh, with the two fingers. God, gross. Make sure you wear a rubber, dude. Why is that, Drew? Are you kidding me? She gets around like a record. <laughs> with who? Oh, well, let's see. Hell, Lomberg fucked her. Yeah. 
Dick oh Rennie, Eric how long, Lewis. I was say, how long does this list I know. go on? Because well, he zones out and he's still going on with another, his list. Another good thing for <laughs> captions because I feel like nobody would ever notice that because your Peter's like it's zoning into him right. and it's quieting everything in the background. But even like, when, I would have then, never he's that. still going on as the captions yeah. even end. Yeah, when somebody has to say, "Oh, let me see," that's it's it's enough. Yep. It's it's more than a handful. But guess what? She's right. It is none of his business. No. It doesn't matter who you slept with before. However, if I found out that the person I was newly dating had had sex with my least favorite person in the entire world, I probably would look at them differently and have just a little bit of respect loss. It'd be hard to move past But you know that. what Peter did? He jumped to conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> that he did. He picked the wrong wrong direction to he went straight to mean yeah i don't know if this is such a good idea what if you get caught yeah maybe it wasn't a good idea to fuck lumberg <laughs> all right lumberg oh he's just so <laughs> mad so and then she's so cute trying to be mad you're this this penny stealing wannabe criminal man man <laughs> yeah she's trying yeah get let me get out of the car call me when you grow up oh that'll be never so don't call me <laughs> then she gets out of the car Say hello to Lumber. <laughs> yeah, just it, it, the window goes out or the door. Good stuff. I, I like that they did that. So you, because you know how you see the movies where they drive off and you can still hear him right. crystal clear. Or yeah, like, you would have heard him the whole time. Yeah. Yep. I, li- I like that. Or you can still hear our conversation even though the car just drove off, but the camera is still staying in that yep. spot. That's a Scrubs one where yes. they're like, Kill, funny, yeah. you can still hear us. <laughs> So originally, when he has this nightmare about them, he was gonna, they were gonna show them both of them in the scene fucking. Oh sure. And they just ended up going with him and her foot. Very grateful for that. I really yeah. didn't need to see. That wasn't Lumberg her foot, was it? Jennifer. I don't know. I, I was wondering that, like the last watch, like it looks like it could be her foot, but I would imagine not. They just probably got somebody. Yeah. You don't need. You don't see your feet any other time to right. compare in the movie. So he, he was so sweaty, and he's got his. He's holding oh. her foot and he's and just the slow just yeah. Yeah. And he's just it makes me he's, so uncomfortable he's glistening watching that and scene. drinking his coffee and <laughs> yeah could you just move a little to the left yeah, yeah that's right oh gross <laughs> the next day at work jo- joanna is still getting harassed because of her flair and she expresses herself with her middle finger it's quite amusing and satisfying to see yeah. rachel green give somebody the finger because you never yeah. see that in front well, and it's it's like the few <laughs> other movies that we've done too where this person quit in the best way that you you would love to that yep. you fantasize about doing it and just yep. flicking all these Fuck people you. off and yep this is me expressing myself yep yeah that was good and i don't need this is me expressing myself and i don't need 37 pieces of flair to do it i hate this job i hate this goddamn job and i don't need it and she's just <laughs> out of there Next scene. Monday morning, Peter goes to check the account balance at the ATM, only to discover they made a mistake, and the software they installed caused them to steal over $300,000 over the weekend. They try to come up with ideas not to get caught, but come up short. That night, Peter decides he's going to take the blame for it all and give the money back. He goes to say goodbye to Joanna, and she forgives him. He drops the check and the letter of admission under Bill Lumberg's door, and after a moment of regret, decides to head home. The next morning, Peter heads to Inatech to turn himself in, and he sees the building is engulfed in flames, destroying all the evidence of their crime. Sometime later, we see Peter is now working at a job with Lawrence, where he's much less miserable. Samir and Michael have found new jobs at a new company, and Milton took a vacation to Mexico. Mexico. 
$305,326 would be $567,388 today. Right on. So, and so more each, than of half them, a million. each of them gets 100K, you know, from that weekend if they split it the three ways. <laughs> Little noticeable. More than the what they thought they were going to make that much over, what, 10 years or yeah, something just, like or that? Yeah, or a few years. Oh, this is shit. fucked. <laughs> I, I must have put the decimal place in the wrong place. I do that. Mess up these mundane things like oh. That's a pretty bad mistake to make, dude. He it's just the nerve that he had to ask what happened. Like you're the one that made the software, right. dude. Yeah, that would be yeah, not you, the time to mess it up. You check would want to make sure. Check yeah. and recheck and check again and maybe a Peter check it and Samir check it. Measure twice, cut once. Though. Yeah, you, you better double check before when you're you breaking put this the thing. law. Yeah. yeah, that's why you can't pull it off like the Neanderthal mafia guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Lumberg's birthday party. Oh, my God. Pretty sure that you'd need one of those huge sheet cakes to feed the amount of people that were there, yeah. not that little, like, 16-inch thing or whatever and that was. And all of those people look like they would much rather be getting their yep. ball sack Happy waxed. Birthday. You know what this scene reminds me of? With the one at, at Elaine's work when they have a song for everything that happens. Oh, yeah. And that person's I, like, oh, get well, get well soon. We want you to yeah, get well. They always have <laughs> She's cake. like, I fucking hate this. Yep. And the cake. Why do we need a cake for everything? That's what that Absolutely. <laughs> and and Milton, he budges. Or I shouldn't say he budges, but he bumps right up and gets up to the front. Well, because he never gets cake. Yep. He wants it this time, and he still gets screwed over. Yeah. I do feel bad for him. Yeah. But I didn't get a piece of cake last yeah. time. Those two Just bitches pass. to his left, that's on them. It's red. So the, the Asian lady needed to give Milton hers. Red needed to give it to the Asian. Yep. And red, red didn't had no get, cake. She shouldn't have got a piece of cake. Yep. This is her fault. And she she sucks. Yep. She does suck. So meanwhile, the guys are trying to figure out what to do. They suggest money laundering. They don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't really either. I'm going to be honest. Like in Breaking Bad, they're making all the meth. He buys the car wash, so they make it look like they've had so much more activity really in the car wash, but it's coming from okay. the meth, and that, then they make it look like they've made more. more. Yep. Thanks for putting it in those terms. You're welcome. Just bring it down to a movie or a TV show. About meth. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they their only knowledge of money laundering comes from movies, because their immediate thought is, Coke dealers got to know. Yep. Yep. Okay. My cousin's a Coke head. <laughs> We're in deep shit. <laughs> Yeah. What kind of nerds are we that we're looking up money laundering in a dictionary? Mm-hmm. Milton, still at work for some reason, now in the basement, he's now has to deal with a cockroach problem. Yeah. Just leave, Milton. It's time to leave. And, Good Lord. And I did, and I'm, a, I don't know if they did this on purpose or not, but there's a sign down there that said no food or drink here. And Lumberg is down there eating his cake and drinking his coffee right where it says yeah. no food I'm or drink. I'm sure they did that on purpose. That's yeah too perfect so since you're down here if you can just take care of the cockroach problem well that's not really my job and uh okay that's the last straw well that's the last straw then (laughs) excuse me peter finds out that lumberg is not bill lumberg that joanna was screwing it was ron what you think i meant fucking bill (laughs) your children would have hooves (laughs) yeah the way he said that fuck Fucking their children would have hooves. Just he's like, <laughs> yuck. Yeah, how'd you even think that was a possibility? Yeah. <laughs> Steve, the crack addicted ma- uh, magazine salesman, shows yep. up. I don't care what they think he does. How stupid are they that they and not only invite him in, but here's our entire scheme yeah. and what we did. Can you help us figure out what money laundering is? This like, is why. This is why you're going to jail. You don't talk to people about that kind of stuff unless you know them. Right. Yep. They're dumb. What am I going to do with 40 subscriptions to Vibe? What is Vibe? 
It's a magazine. Okay. I guess we all know what all of Peter's friends and family are getting for Christmas. <laughs> That's no what shit. you're doing. Everybody gets a subscription to yep. vibe. Merry fucking Christmas. Yep. <laughs> but Michael doesn't want a money launder. We get caught laundering money. We're not going to white collar resort prison. We're going to federal pound me in the ass prison. I don't want to go to any prison. <laughs> Peter knocks on the wall and asks Lawrence if he wants to come over. No. No thanks, man. Don't you fucking up my life, too. God damn, he <laughs> says at the end. <laughs> at least he's polite about it. No thanks, man. Peter has yet another nightmare, and that kind of does it. He gets conscience. This is where this movie, you get to see some character growth, that this guy grows the hell up and realizes that he needs to do the right thing, that he mm-hmm. got him into this mess. He needs to get him out of it. While they all got into it themselves, he was kind of the ringleader of like, okay, let's do this. And, right. Oh, yeah, sure. They would have never Great. done it without him. No. So before he goes to jail, he goes to say goodbye to Joanna. Mm-hmm. I got fired. What happened? I flipped off my boss. Yeah, that'll do it. Yep. And some customers in the line cook that was just standing there. Mm-hmm. I might be going away for a while to jail. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. the way he said that. <laughs> well, what's going on here, you two? Get a room. <laughs> what's wrong? Why did he say that? Why did he say it like that? I don't know. He's the most obnoxious person. Punchable. Yeah. Punchable person. He, that was like sure. a... That was like a cartoon 50s skit kind of a... Um, yeah. I didn't like that. So Peter goes to Inatech, slides that admission under the door and immediately tries to get it back. Yep. He walks away like, yes, I did the right thing. And then immediately regrets his decision. I would probably do the same thing. Like, but, oh, maybe there's a different way to do this. Like, well, no, what's done is but done. wouldn't you try the door? Okay. I can't reach my fingers under there. Let's just try the door mm-hmm. and see. But then... What would have happened is it wouldn't have building wouldn't have burned down and he would have right. gone to jail. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's karma and it's comical that he never tries the door when it was open the whole time. Right. And Milton, he tries it. Yeah, uh, that lady, she is. I don't know if she deals with him on the daily or not, but she's like, just go back to your desk, just go back to your desk and get to work, and and Mister Lumberg will be here in a minute. I don't just he walks away and then yeah, and she's going. There's nothing I can do about yeah. this problem, Milton. You need to take it up with the person with who the you have boss. a problem with. Yeah. Does Peter have his bag packed for jail? Yeah, I was wondering that too. <laughs> like, I don't think it's not like a sleepover. I don't think you get to bring your bag yeah. of goodies. You have to wear their clothes and their stuff. Like, what is he packing a bag for? <laughs> I don't know. And then I was wondering about that too, because he, you know, when he's writing the letter, he has all of his records and, you know, all of his possessions. What do you do with those? Wouldn't you just, you know, if you know you're going to go to jail, wouldn't you get like a storage unit and put all that stuff in there? Because I assume you're going to get evicted from your apartment and they're going to just going to auction off all your shit. Right. And then what well, do you like do when you get out of jail? You're paperwork and stuff, a safety deposit box. You think something. Right. I'm just I curious on how that all goes. I, I hope someday I never have to find that out. Right. I'm, it's a problem I have to, yeah. glad I have to wonder about. Yeah, exactly. But. Hey, Peter, watch your cornhole, bud. <laughs> watch out for your cornhole, bud. Okay, Lawrence. Is <laughs> <laughs> this a fair wish to offer someone as you know they're heading to jail lawrence is just cool about it. he's like you know yep. what he's probably known some guys that have gone to jail and- oh yeah he tells him i'm going to jail he's like yep he's just cool with it whatever dude he's just happy he's admitting to it yeah so i i guess that paper probably helped that building go up and fire so quickly or milton is a master arsonist like that is a hefty fire that had spread really quickly. You think yeah, that it, it wouldn't have been like any contained. chemicals or anything. So, like when he did it, people were there. 
Well, unless, yeah, I bet, I'm wondering if unless he started he came in the, back later. I'm wondering if he started in the basement. Oh, so. And then it just kind of, because so he's got that cockroach spray. The, and, I don't really understand the timing of it. Well, because he was, like you said, he was there talking to that lady. So he must have that taken was, the stapler. That was the morning before Lumber got there. And so everybody yeah. else was there. So he had to find a way to start that fire that badly. He could have killed a lot of people. I'm, I'm betting he went to his office in the basement because nobody knows who he is. The swirly guy that talks a lot. So he probably just went to his office and his basement, started the storage room on fire and just cooked, got out of there. Well, and that's where I feel like this isn't like a sub company of the big corporation or something because they would have had records. If it were a bigger company, they would have had records elsewhere in the right. computer system. Like just because the fire, the entire problem is gone. Mm-hmm. Everything's erased. Yeah, right. It's all moot and nothing. I mean, that because at first when I watched this, you know, with a critiquing it like we do with with this i was like wouldn't they still have records and all that stuff would still be in the computer this isn't the 70s where everything would have been on paper paper and sitting in a file cabinet so i'm like this doesn't make sense but i guess if there's no backwhere else for it to be right i don't know yeah 1999 so they get off the hook peter's now working construction with lawrence they're cleaning up from the fire he finds milton's stapler he's going to give that back to him you don't want that that's burnt up (laughs) This ain't so bad, huh? Making some bucks, getting exercise, working outside. Fucking A. Fucking A. (laughs) (laughs) He clearly doesn't work in Minnesota where an outside job means you're either going to work in 40 below or 95 in humidity. (laughs) Yeah, but if that's Texas, man, you're working outside in that that wicked heat. Yeah. Wicked. And we flash to a tropical island where Milton is spending his time. So he found the check. Yeah, because he, well, he stood on him, so I bet he must have picked up. They just show him stepping on it and walking past it. They don't show him noticing it, but I'm I'm assuming we are to assume. Yeah, that he took him. That he found it, he cashed the checks, burned the place down, and went on The only thing that would have made me enjoy the ending a little bit more is if he had his stapler on the the chair or the the table next to him where his... Yeah, because he would have taken it out of Lundberg's. Yeah exactly yeah i agree just not even say anything about it but it just be there you're like ah there's the stapler yep (laughs) and he's wearing a he's wearing dress pants and an i ate the worm (laughs) t-shirt in his penny loafers on the beach in the sand in the sand still being annoying and and it looks still screwing him over it looks human because his hair looks all like falling down. It just, he looks like he's having a bad hair day with the humid I asked, humidity. I asked for a Mai Tai and they brought me a pina colada. I wouldn't be happy either. I do yeah. not like pina coladas. I not said, a, a... I said no salt for the margarita. No salt, but it had salt on it. If this happens again, I won't be leaving a tip because I could shut this resort down. Sir, <laughs> sir. Lo siento mucho, senor, means very sorry, sir. And then he mutters, pinche gringo. I saw both lousy and fucking for the translation. I'm going to vote that it's probably more of the fucking, fucking white boy. (laughs) Yep. I could take my traveler's checks to a competing resort. Let's be honest, Milton. You're the guy who never leaves a tip. No. Don't even say that. Absolutely not. He's the guy that leaves a tip in the verbiage form where like, don't eat yellow snow. Like you're that guy who just, he's not going to leave a monetary tip. Yep. He leaves a couple or whatever the change is, that kind of thing. I could put strychnine in the guacamole. There, there was salt in the glass. Big grains of salt. <laughs> I was it, like, careful, guys, because we know he now he goes through with this threat. So yeah, he's <laughs> bring gonna, him the fucking drink he yeah, wants. <laughs> get him his goddamn Mai Tai because he'll burn your place down to the ground. 
I'm glad that they finished the movie with him with, yes. because he was the, I mean, there was obviously other comedy, but he was that comic. He was the running joke. Yeah. And I, I kind of like how they show clips of the actual characters as they show the names in the credit. Oh, sure. Because it's kind of nice to see a f- name to the face. Yep. That was and they cool. did have some little outtakey things there with. Just a couple of them. Jennifer Aniston's like, oh, I'm going to go work at Hooters, Hooters and a couple other things <laughs> that I thought were kind of funny. i go look at her work at Hooters. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of our uh, breakdown, you guys. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, we talk about a few things before we wrap up. First of all, who we'd like to be friends with of the characters in the movie. Tony, who did you say you would like to be friends with? I want to go with Lawrence. He's He minds his own business. He, I think he's cool. He seems like he's really laid back, just kind of a regular guy. I could see him and I hanging out on a boat, drinking beer, fishing, maybe going to a ball game, something like that. I don't know. I just, all the, the main guys, Peter, no, he's too much of a Debbie Downer. Even when he gets, when he gets happier at towards the end. Yeah, maybe, maybe the group I would pick and not each an individual's. And he obviously must enjoy him, his company, because you're sitting on a, presumably you're on the couch and he's on the other couch on the other side of the wall you're talking to each other, so you either deal with it or you move. So I think he just right, kind of or that, just tell him to shut the hell up. He's that friend by default, where maybe you wouldn't have been friends with him, but he's funny. I, he made me laugh throughout the whole movie. Yeah, everything I, he said, yeah, like I said, especially the the he, money everything thing. Everything he says is funny. Shit, no man, like no. <laughs> Two chicks at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. He was he was one of my favorite so characters. Good. So, all right, I said Joanna, which as a girl I feel like that's kind of a given. She's sweet. She's easygoing. She has a conscience. She stands up for herself when he gets into her about Lumberg. She's like, fuck you. That's not, that's not your business. I think Peter up until the end is a whiny jackass. He bothers yep. me. Michael has too much of a temper. I feel like we'd probably get along, but he's sometimes a little too, gets really mad really easy. He's that one you can hang out for like a he, few hours. And he blames everyone else for his problems, it seems like. Samir is probably my second favorite, but he's a bit too literal. He, I feel like he doesn't really pick up on humor and mm-hmm. sarcasm. And so if I hung out with him, he'd probably think I was a huge bitch because he would not understand or that everything have, I was saying was a joke. You have to explain everything. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. it's Yeah. Jokes aren't funny when you have to explain them. No. When you have to say it twice, it loses its luster a little bit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is time to grade this movie. Tony, what did you give this bad boy? I gave it a fucking B. <laughs> Wanted to give it an A, just like so the reference would be a lot funnier. But I like the movie. I never really watched it before um, our watches here. I've, I have seen the movie before. It's kind of sad how real it is as an adult. Where watching this as a teenager, you just find the the lines Mil- funny it, i feel like when you watch this before you have a real job it's like oh milton's funny right and lawrence is funny but, but then the rest of it yeah it's sad how real it is and i've never worked in a cubicle office setting anything like that but i i do know how some of that management stuff goes and been a part of it seen it and it's just it is true and how the stuff just gets passed and passed along and and you have eight different guys telling you that you did something wrong. And it's like, yes, I'm aware of that. And you're pissing me off. But I, I think it it has a good amount of comedy. It has that little bit of a love story, if you will, between uh, Peter and Joanna. Three buddies working together. You all have your work friends. Everybody has. I hope you have work friends or you're going to be miserable. So yeah, I, I think it's. Home. <laughs> yeah, unless you work from home. 
I think it's worth a watch for anybody, especially if you do work in an office setting, this is going to hit home hard and you, I hope you can laugh at it and notice there's a lot of people that probably deal with this on the day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I gave it a B. I, I like it. I wouldn't need to watch it again for a little while, but yeah, it's good. It's a good flick. Agreed. Uh, totally. Actually. I also gave it a B. Right on. Fucking B. I really enjoyed it. It actually gets a little more depressing. Like we said, realizing how much you can relate to as an adult, but it also kind of makes you feel better knowing that everybody else is kind of going through the same shit. Like it's Mm -hmm. always a little relaxing of a thought to know that you're not in some shit alone. Right. I think it's funny. I think it's silly. I think it's entertaining. I could sit down and watch it whenever, but it's definitely more of that subtle funny as especially compared to something about Mary. And I liked it slightly less than that, but I still really like it. So yeah. B. Mm-hmm. That's all we've got, people. We hope you enjoyed this. And uh, if you didn't, let us know. If you did, let us know. We want to hear yeah. from you regardless. Make sure you follow us on the platforms that you like to listen to us on so you don't mm-hmm. ever miss an episode. Yeah. Hit that auto download button so it just automatically does it. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. You can be as lazy as Peter wants exactly. to be. So before we leave you, we, of course, are going to let you know what we are doing next week or what movie we are covering. Tony will be your host, and it's a Doug and Rhonda pick. It is. Tony, tell us what next week's movie shall be. Next week's movie is a Doug and Rhonda pick. That is a co-worker of Kayla's that had a whole bunch of movies and none that we owned, and we thought we'd be interested in covering those. So next week, we are going to be covering the 1990 movie, another Arnold movie for Kayla. Total Recall. Yay. It should be interesting. It should. (laughs) Ah, it's not too bad. No. So we shall see you then. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. We'll see you in the future. Yeah. With Total Recall. Or is it? Goodbye. Bye. Bye.